Yeah, it's trying to get all the contracts done. So we should keep asking you every day until you tell us. <laughs> if you want, if you want. Jenna has not asked you. No, I'm saying. So what you're saying is you have thought of a very unique way no, to no, get an no, answer no, that no, I'm no, not no, willing no, to no, get. No, I just want to make sure. Do you want to say a JGR? Hundred okay. percent. Okay. Yes. See, that's a play on words. <laughs> you're, you're, that's not nice. Why would you do that? <laughs> I have a race team. I always have options. Wouldn't you do the same, though? Because huh? you got your media side, too, with your podcast now. you just now. said something. Wouldn't you? I'm, no, I'm just saying I have. Wouldn't you ask the same way? Wouldn't you? If you're just a driver, you are at mercy of whoever will hire you. I will hire me. That's a good business decision. You would rank yourself at the top of the candidate? Of course. <laughs> and I should be the highest paid driver in the field. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to you. Could 2311 run three full-time teams next year? Uh, I, I mean, and if apocalypse comes, yeah. <laughs> it may be, though. Yeah. Define apocalypse. Is, is, is FedEx re-up for next year, or are you going to find a yeah. partial sponsor like Mavis like you had this year? What's your sponsorship? Yeah. Our, I mean, the relationship with FedEx has continued to be strong, and they're definitely going to be on the car next year. On the 11 car. Full-time? Or are you going to have a partial sponsor like you had? Uh, I don't know the details of it, but certainly we're going to continue that partnership that's been 20 years strong or so now. Yeah. I've got a great relationship with the 11 and Joe Gibbs and FedEx. I've got a great relationship with all of them. Denny, how is the mental game or the mental gymnastics of the playoffs different from the first 26 and just trying to be competitive and trying to win races? How does it change? Well, I think I think it's different for everyone. I think that, you know, am I a person concerned with making the playoffs every year? No, I'm not. I haven't been a bubble guy, right? Um, I've been very blessed to not be. But so what I feel about the regular season, if I have a bad day, is probably different than someone that's maybe they're in lesser equipment. Maybe, they're, you know, they're, they're going to fight for that bubble position just about every year. They value probably the regular season a lot more in the sense of when they have a bad day, oh my gosh, I've lost points, I'm not going to make the playoffs. We're just looking at it is there's seven available points each and every week to gain, to add to my playoff bonus. Did we leave with some or not? You know, that's kind of the way that I look at it week in, week out. And then, sorry, is, you know, do I close in on the regular season? You know, where am I at and can I gain points that way? Did I have a solid day? It's not going to... I guess I don't – I am always give 100%. But in the playoffs, there's just a little bit of extra that you got to give that you focus on and, and you just, you know, historically, you know, the finishes, I, we get better in the playoffs. So I think that uh, we peaked at the right time. We're, we're really running well everywhere. Um, our finishes have been really good. We're executing good. So, yeah, I, I to answer your question – I do think of the playoffs differently, but some people may not because they're in a pressure situation every week. Hey, the only way I got to get into the playoffs is I got to win, and this is another week that checked off that you didn't win. So it's just different. So What's the atmosphere? My pressure starts now, for sure. What's the atmosphere? The pressure Bubba just went through it all just to get in. Now he's so, so, number one, how much did that mean to 2311 and to Bubba to get in? Now he's got to start all over to stay in. Yeah, I mean... 
for him, it's uh, you only can go up from here. This is only there's only positive. So, you know, we he drove into the playoffs in top ten last year. He finished tenth in points uh, with that 45 car, as if he was in the playoffs, right? So, he knows what he's capable of. So now go do it for yourself. And you know, he did it for the team last year. Now he he needs to go do it for for himself. Was that an odd balance there as a driver in the playoffs and an owner with a driver in the playoffs. Yeah. Is that an odd balance for you? Well, the team, our team still, we still have two cars that are in the playoffs, right? Like we're, we're giving Bubba the best equipment that we can for him to succeed, and we want to see him succeed just as much as we do Tyler Reddick. It you know, really doesn't make that big of a difference to us. How big of a shot in the arm was it just for the people that work for you at the organization getting both it's teams? Big. Yeah, it certainly was big. I mean, to have... In our third full season, both cars, and and I cannot emphasize enough, and a team that was started from zero, some scratch. So, it is really hard to beat the Gibbses and the Hendricks, and the. It's just hard. It's really, really hard. People don't understand how hard it is, and so to accomplish what our team has accomplished in three years, I'm I'm very proud of. And what how's kind your of shop coming? Very good. You know, we're we're looking to be on time and you know, hopefully to start moving stuff in in December. So it's Photoshop the rolling. MJ seemed really pleased with Sorry. Bubba. Um, how important was it for MJ to get both cars and Bubba in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it's it, Bubba was the foundation driver that helped start this team with myself and MJ. So I think uh, it was a big deal for him. You know, he's he's a big race fan, as you know. I mean, he he travels to these races and. You know, he's rooting on as much as anyone. Anyone that's ever been in a suite with him, he, you know, he's commentating half the time that he's watching the races. So uh, it's, it's fun to have a partner that's like that, that's so invested um, in, in, the, in the sport and how successful his race team is. And, you know, for him, he feels like he's got three shots to win every weekend between myself and the two drivers. So, um, you know, we're increasing his odds. What kind of conversation did you have? What can I take from him? What can you take from him, you know, just to win a championship? Well, he's got such a ferocity, right? I mean, he's a person that, you know, he doesn't want to, he's not trying to be anyone's friend out there. He's trying to do what's best for him and best for his team. And, you know, I think you've seen kind of with my driving style lately, I've shifted into the more selfish Mm -hmm. mode. And that's just, that's what you're going to have to be because I've had to adapt. You know, you've got to be a reptile in this sport. You can't just be stuck in your ways. You have to adapt to what your surroundings are. And I feel like I've had to change my style a little bit. And hopefully that pays dividends. What kind of conversation did you have with Michael Jordan after? You're down on pit road. His wife was hugging the crew chief. I mean, it was genuine happiness down there afterwards business-wise or he and you talking what did he say what did you talk about after getting them in well, like getting Bubba in? well he assaulted me on pit road first of all um and so yes yeah uh but you know we didn't talk much about the business side of it at that point i went and congratulated bubba and then i had to come back to, you know Claire, we have to go stand at our car for 15 minutes and wait on you guys to come ask this question. So yeah. I wasn't able to, you know, be part of that whole corral. But that was Bubba's moment. I didn't, I, I didn't feel. I, I just wanted to go over there, say quickly thank you, and then kind of let him be because it's 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 about Bubba and his his accomplishment uh, of of making the playoffs. So. Again, it's the light needed to be on him. I mean, does he then text you? Does he call you? Does he say, yeah, oh, yeah. "Hey, good job"? Yeah, we. I mean, we talk about business a lot, and I mean, on the on the daily. So we we talk. We talked last night. I was, you know, in the middle of something, still get a call, and so it's like, it's, 
it, it, we always talk, and and certainly his interest in this team has grown since obviously selling the Hornets. Denny, you, you brought up the point about you and Brad actually being the only two owners to get both your cars in. Ten years and JTG. Right. <laughs> Ten years ago, we were wondering where that next generation of owners were going to come from. You, mm-hmm. you know, clearly had a front row seat to see how Joe th- did things. Brad had a front row seat to see how Roger did things, two of the most successful owners mm-hmm. in the business. You just, do you feel safe now that the future of the sport is strong because we have guys like you and Keselowski coming in to be that next generation of team owners? Yes, I think that, you know, it was a little bit easier probably from my standpoint being partners with Michael. He he hadn't already established a team and had been running it a certain way. He relied on me to run this team and hire the people that we needed to for competition-wise to run it a certain way that I deemed that it would be successful. Kazowski needed buy-in and buy-in from his partners that let him have a little more of the reins on decision-making and let's see if it bears fruit, which it has, right? So I think it's a little, we were very fortunate to come in the sport when we both did. After, you know, during Next Gen, I started a team from scratch, so I was able to form the organization different. Like the way our teams work is dramatically different than the four-car teams or three-car teams. It's just way different how we run our our organization but that was because we didn't have a legacy that we had been doing things for the for decades and decades so that was the advantage of coming in late like we have we talked about no but that's no disrespect to Kyle I yeah I mean that, that could don't don't twist it now to make it sound like I am, but but the answer is no because I'm so focused on myself and 2311 sitting beside me in those Joe Gibbs racing meetings. Like I feel like we've got you know some veteran presence in me and Martin that kind of know what we're looking for, and you know Seabell kind of knows what he's looking for now. Um, you know, kind of the bringing along the Tyler and here's the system and Bubba's getting better. Tyler is just kind of finding where he fits in and his information. So, no, because me and Martin are still there. I think if we both weren't there, then then probably. But, I mean, certainly from a results standpoint, you know, he's gone to another organization and won three races, right? This three? Yeah, I mean, he's he's proving that he is... He's Kyle Bush and one of the best sports I've ever seen. Denny, you obviously talked about you having to build from the ground up and, and having the success in a relatively short time. I know, like, RFK was already established and Trackhouse essentially was established with getting the Ganassi stuff, but they also had had success quickly in, in a short period of mm-hmm. time. It's not the same, I understand that, but what is it, why, why are we seeing you know, three organizations be able to have turnaround, significant turnarounds, or building up in success in such a short period, because I don't think you would have seen yeah. this, like, especially early in your driving career, where, where the sport was. You know, yeah, I mean, as much as I hate it, you got to give a little credit to the next gen. Things are, you know, the field is generally just tighter together, so um, the advantage that the bigger teams had in aerodynamics and simulation all, it's not, it's just not as big, so there's less to overcome than what there has been in year, years past. So, um, 
I'd say the next gen has made it easier for new teams to come in and compete. Is it making it easier? I know there's still a lot of discussion with for the teams and the, the ownership model or the, the structure. The, uh, but to get additional investors to get the next the, the other Michael Jordans into the sport. I mean, you were around and saw Hall of Fame racing. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that seemed to be a big thing for the sport, for people outside the sport, and they couldn't make it work. And it felt like it set, set things back because it showed it people outside the sport just can't work. Um, is there more interest in what can happen here, or is it still waiting on? It, 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 it can't work unless you have significant sponsorship, and that's that model has not changed. We are very fortunate to have the, the partners that we do at 2311. That has allowed us to, you know, put in the resources that we have. Um, if you're a new team, you don't stand a chance without without sponsorship because the model has not changed yet. Do you feel like it's moving in that direction then? It's one step forward, two steps back. How are negotiations right now? Not well. Why so? They're just not well. Do you feel like... I don't want, you know, I don't want to get into it, but it's just, it's not on track. So... It's, once the TV deal, the media rights deal is done, there's still going to be a lot of work, even more so. At 100%, yeah, yeah, for sure. Owners would like to have their charters for NASCAR said that If you purchase a franchise, you should get to keep it. NASCAR said, hey, we only want to do this for X number of years. How do you bridge that gap? How do you figure out a compromise that? I'm not sure. I think, you know, the team's ask has been very legitimate and, you know, not off on left field by any means, for sure. Um, I, I, you, you're going to have to chase down Jim and ask for the reason because we, you know, there's not really a good reason, but the answer has been no. Is that worrisome? Last question. Huh? Is that worrisome? hundred percent. I, you know, I've spent a lot of money on charters, for sure. Yeah. Of, of all the times. All right, guys, we got to wrap up. We've got to get to the next station. Yeah, I mean, that's the same old tragedy. Yeah. Thanks of all the again. times you've come down to the wire in, in the playoffs, what do you consider your closest call with the championship? Oh, man. Gosh, it's almost a tie. Well, I should have won in 2010. I, I fucked that up pretty bad. Um... Yeah, well, yeah, just after the Phoenix. Yeah, just, yeah, I just certainly, Jimmy got in my head there and just, and I just second-guessed what had made me successful the whole time. I don't know. 2021 is, what, what happened in 21? You were chasing Truex. Yeah, and the caution came out. And then Larson went from fourth to first on the pit stop. That's probably one. I, I would say that I uh, in 2019, when we put the piece of tape on the car, I was running Kyle Busch down at the end, and you know I was a couple seconds back from him, but I hadn't even. It was Homestead. I had not even pushed yet. I was just waiting, 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 and then all of a sudden, you know, we put the tape on the car and we blow up. So it, that was a bad deal. So tie there's like a five-way tie like. every year's a little different but what do you um where do you feel like you're positioned to do this 10 race playoff this season as far as the team and maybe yourself yeah. as a driver i think the team has got better all-around speed than, than what they've had in a while 
I mean, I think that uh, like first year, next year, we knew that we were good on the big tracks. We weren't good at short tracks. Road courses were awful, right? I think that we've shown we can win and have speed at all tracks this year. So that's something that we haven't had, even though we've made it to the Final Four so many years. It's We still have more overall speed at all types of racetracks where, and then honestly, it, you can get to the Final Four, but if you don't have speed on at Phoenix, it doesn't matter, and I think that we will. Okay, uh, in gen- Go ahead. Is this your year? It's always my year. <laughs> so it's not. Yeah. But I mean, um, this field seems pretty wide open. I mean, yeah. do you like your chances? I do. I mean, I think, uh, I was just telling Jim, I think that it's, we're stronger than we've been. Like, you know, road courses, I've got speed now, and um, short tracks, our cars, you know, if we get to the final four, like I'm not worried about being at a deficit. Uh, I think the pit crews better. Um, they're coming into its own. So, yeah, all the pieces of the puzzle are, are, are there. There's no no excuses for sure. Is your toughest competition within GGR? Um, I think so. I think Martin is certainly, you know, just he's a talented dude, and he can sometimes put in about a quarter of the work I do and still outrun me. So he's, he's just a gifted race car driver, and, um, you know, yeah, he's, he's always tough. That's why he's a champion. What about Bell's walk-off wins in the playoffs last year? How impressive was that? Super impressive. I mean, he, he was facing, he was needed to win, I think, was it twice? To, you know, advance one round, then to get to the final. I mean, one, one certainly came at my expense, but, um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it was super impressive, no doubt about it, and certainly probably built some character for him for, for these playoffs that he's prepared for now. How but, difficult is it for a driver to know they're in that position but then pull it off? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying for a while, but, I, you know, I, I have been in the winner go-home situations. Phoenix 2019, we had to win, and we did to get to the Final Four, but, um, yeah, it just... You know, I I don't know. I think it's so circumstantial with it's just a race, and you just never know what can happen in a race uh, that, you know, you just hope to have a shot at it. And, again, if I keep putting myself in the Final Four, you know, I'm eventually going to have a shot, a really good shot at at a championship. But I just feel like all the, whether it be pit crew, whether it be speed of the cars, is all put together a little bit more this year than in years past. When you say you have all the pieces, what is it then you look, forward to or what do you look to do when you get to the each track in the, in the 10 races I, you know that the yep. pieces are already there I, I guess what you're saying is that well well then what do i have to do right yeah. and, and the way i see it well, what is, do you look for yep. when you get there to make sure that I, I need to get you know i know specific little areas where i need to get better that has cost me opportunities um uh, late race restarts things like that things i can work on to to get better so certainly you know i i I look in the mirror as much as anyone like i've got all the pieces of the puzzle together to to win a championship my teammates have won championships in in past years um so i you know i need to do i need to do better and and i think that uh, i'm more prepared now more experienced i feel like i'm honestly as fast as i've ever been so I, i i'm confident
Jared pinned you down on your podcast as to reasons why you would win the championship, and they were all really good. Team is best it's ever. And why been. I wouldn't. And why you wouldn't. And you, why you wouldn't was the, the black kiss of death or something <laughs> yeah. on luck. But your crew chief is on with me tonight, and he does not believe in bad luck. I agree. So the one reason why you said was luck. Do you believe that luck is that? Well, I think I'm very vague with the word luck. I think a lot of it is things that are out of my control, right? I mean, the... You know, again, I've, you guys have covered the playoffs when my roof hatches fell off, my ignition fails at Martinsville, like just a lot of little things have, that have, you know, just happened. You know, things that, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to drive the car the best of my ability. But it's, luck is, is, is not the right word. It's, you know, controlling what I can control. And I honestly feel like the last three shots that I've had at a title, I've done everything that I could do. There's nothing more I could have done. Um, we just either didn't have the speed or the execution. And so, you know, I just, I need to make sure if I get to Phoenix that I am prepared, I am as good as I possibly can be. And it, sometimes it might not be good enough. Maybe there's just someone a little bit better on that day and that's okay. And you said about knocking on the door? Yeah, I mean, certainly sometime, eventually they answer the doorbell. So, <laughs> is, there, is there anything on the priests or blind wrecks that either you liked what you saw from changes mm -hmm. that NASCAR did or that you feel NASCAR needs to continue to look at to be changed? Um, as far as the wrecks, you know, talking to the drivers and the, the chats that we have, uh, Blaney certainly is, is taking the brunt of some tough ones, Priest as well, but they both said that, you know, they feel okay. So that's a good sign that uh, it's heading in the right direction. Certainly from what we've seen, the crushing of the front of the 12 car is, is certainly a gain in what we've had in the past. So um, I'm, I'm pleased with it. Uh, NASCAR is going to continue to look at it, but I'm certainly pleased with what you know, progress has been made. And it seems like the drivers that are involved in it are pleased as well. It looks like maybe the roof hatch or window net of Priest's car. Tupperware, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what, is there a fix there? Is there a yeah, fix or is it a I'm not sure. I, yeah too consumed on other stuff.